This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Clocks and Colors. That is handcrafted men's jewelry. They have pendants, chains, rings, bracelets, and apparel. And you can visit their website at www.clocksandcolors.com. That is spelled C-L-O-C-K-S-A-N-D-C-O-L-O-U-R-S.com. They just opened up a sister company called Etta Love. That is Clocks and Colors for Women. They have pendants, rings, bracelets, earrings, and you can visit their website at www.etahlove.com. That's etalove.com. The second sponsor of the podcast today is Manscaped. Get yourself a precise trim. Proper manscaping requires precision-engineered tools. Not only does a man's sensitive areas require it, but both hygiene and ergonomics demand it. Out now is the Lawnmower 4.0. This is a top-quality shaver. It features an LED spotlight with an on-off switch so you can see, and you're not going in blind down there. This thing is running at 7,000 RPMs. It is waterproof. It has a wireless charger. And today I want to help you guys. Right now you can get 20% off and free shipping with the discount code OSIRIS20 at www.manscaped.com. That is O-S-I-R-I-S-2-0 at www.manscaped.com. Let's do it. up guys welcome to episode 13 of the infinite mind podcast i have a feeling one of these days i'm gonna say the wrong episode number and if it happens it is what it is uh not much crazy happening since last week uh but you know born of osiris angel or alien has been announced uh pre-orders are up you can visit uh, the website at www.bornofosiris.com there's t-shirts there's uh there's there's uh sweatshirts there's coffee cups there's stickers patches mugs hats sweatpants you name it and you can kind of put them all into your own little uh, pre-order bundle and get the album. We have the vinyl as well. So we have like uh, four different variants. However, I heard two of them might be sold out. I, don't, I can't say that for sure, but I know one of them sold out within 24 hours. The second one is either sold out or close to. I think that's Revolver. I'm not positive. <coughs> Excuse me. But um, yeah, the, 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 there's four of them total. So there's some vinyls still left. So if you do want a vinyl, you should get one quickly because they are selling out really fast. So that is Angel or Alien. The new Born record is coming out July 2nd. Also recently came out as the Paradise City album. Uh, so the band The Relentless, uh, you've heard me talk about it a million times. Uh, they put out an album. There's some covers on there. There's some originals on there by me. Um, I think there's one original on there by Javier from Animals as Leaders. I was curious who wrote the, the other song that I didn't do on the record, and I think it's Javier. I'm 90% sure. And that's called Cruel Games. That's out. Been out for a few weeks now. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. Other than that, I'm still moving. I'm like in the corner of my, my old studio. I'm still working out of it. But you know, the couch is gone from that you've seen in so many episodes of this. Um, you know, it's stressful. I'm actually really busy today. You know, I thought like the first week of the move, we were like killing it. I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, oh, we're doing so well. Um, it's going to be no stress. And then the movers came and they got all the big shit, you know, and I was like, all right, we're continuing to kill it right now. So and then now we're in this weird place where there's just like little shit in the corners or there's like stuff in the bathroom under the sink. And it's like the problem with that is like you load the car up and then you take it to the new spot. And it's not like the big box full of shit like, you know, when you, you start the move. So it's just like little things that end up taking 20 trips, you know, to, to the inside the house and out of the car. And it's just all this little shit. So now I'm like, it's funny. 
the closer we get to finished is like the more stressful it is. But we're going to get there. I've, I've, we're excited about the new place. It's right downtown, like in our living room. You sit on the couch and you right outside the window is just the skyline. Beautiful, beautiful view. We're super lucky we got the place. And uh, so we're happy. But you know, the moving is never fun. So that's kind of what we're doing. Uh, I got to actually kind of go out and hit the town in Dallas last weekend. I don't party like I used to, but I tried this weekend. And let me tell you, two, three days of just feeling pretty miserable uh, the beginning of this week. It just reminds me, you know, I know uh, Born of Osiris, we have a kind of crazy party reputation. I get it. And it used to be that way. You know, we had a record contract when we were 17 years old and started touring like right out of high school, 18, you know, turning 21 on uh, traveling the world, turning 19, you know, 20, like all those ages. So we had that party reputation. But man, I think some of you guys might feel me like as you hit like your mid 20s, You'll get that hangover and you'll be like, fuck, you know, I can't do this like I used to. And then you get to maybe 28 and you hit 30. You're like, oh, no, I just don't got it in me anymore. Anyways, I'm like, I just moved downtown. I have this beautiful new place. I can just see the whole fucking city right here. I want to hit it. And I hit it. And damn, it hit me back for like three days. I was on the couch. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I would work out. I still got my workouts in. I still did the things I needed to do. I, I got studio work done. But like. Every second I wasn't doing that, I was like gasping for air on the couch. So, oh, party days, man. I think they're closer and closer to behind me. I tell you what I do now when I, when I want something is wine. Call me fucking old, whatever the hell you want to do. But listen, I drink some wine and I can, man, there's been a time, one time we had the power go out in Dallas. I'm sure you might have heard about this earlier in the year where the grid went down. We had no water. We had no power. I slammed two bottles of wine by myself. Zero hangover the next day. I tell you what, I can do anything with wine. And if that's it, then I'm good. You know, I start, it's when I start getting that Irish whiskey. I love that shit. You get that in my system, I'll pop off. But then it's like, it'll fucking punch me right back. And that's kind of how I felt this week. I feel good today. I just got a lift in right now and some studio work done. I'm feeling good. But whew, I should have took it out of me. Took it out of me. Tell you what. Let's get into some of your questions, huh? All right. Favorite riff off the new Boo album. So, you know, just because you've only heard White Nile and Angel or Alien, I would say, like, I really like the solos that I did. And I know that sounds, you know what I mean? But you're asking me. So, but the reason is because I feel like they're the kinds of things you can sing in your head. And if you followed me on this podcast, I've always said, my goal as a guitar player is to make you sing this in your head. And when I play something, I want you to walk around afterwards humming it, whatever, you know? And, and that's kind of what I feel like I accomplished with those solos. Obviously, a solo, you got to do quick runs and shit and fast stuff, you know? I feel like I accomplished a nice mix of those with my new solos. So no, I wouldn't sit here and tell you that I think they're cool if you didn't ask me. But I, but I'm just proud of the compositional aspect of the two solos that I did and the two songs that are out because I think I hit the middle ground of something I've been searching for, and that's the mix between catchy and uh, technically proficient as well. You know, trying to find a sweet spot. Second question: Do you see Born of Osiris existing forever? Do you think it's possible? Why or why not? I 100% see us lasting forever. And, you know, the the band started, like, three of the guys were, like, a mile away from each other, you know, before they were even in a band. Like, growing up, their houses, you could walk to one house to the next house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this band is friendship first, and I think it's just, like, the amount of time we spent with each other and the relationships grew and the music grew. Like, it wasn't like, you know, 
let's find the best guitar player and the best drummer and the best this and put them all together like locally and, and that's our band you know what i mean which is a lot of people do that and that's totally fine too but you got to understand like listen i've i've been asked like well, if you could put together your dream lineup what would it be and i don't even go that far because i'm telling you what if i'm sure if i picked like my favorite drummer my favorite guitar player my favorite bass player favorite vocalist and put them together i'm sure they'd last like one album and fucking break up because listen there's just more to it than uh than just playing music together you got to be friendships you got to have your friendships uh up to par you got to be brothers and uh so for that reason i think even if people stopped caring we would just like and we got drop from our label i think we would just self-release and just enjoy it you know maybe get that bottle of fucking whiskey and go record a song which and maybe that would even take the pressure off maybe that'd be fun i don't know but i do see us staying together forever you know i think of bands like mashuga and lamb of god and i'm not saying we're on their level you know we want to be right but of course but uh I just see them, you know, listen, we're, we're not the band that people want to like, they, they look cool in the tight jeans. Sweet. Is their style up to par? Check. Cool. Like, listen, we, we try to not look like bums, right? But we aren't the band that like, once we don't look good in skinny jeans anymore, people are going to stop caring about us. That's not the case. We've never been the trendy band. We've never been doing anything for style. We didn't have cute English accents. None of this shit. Uh, people like Born of Osiris because of the music. And I think for that reason, we can be old and playing these songs because, uh, you know, it's not a style that our, our our crowd outgrows us. And now they're like, yeah, I don't care about those guys in the cute jeans anymore. It's not like that for us. And there, it is like that for some bands in metal. I'm not going to call any out, of, of course. But I just think that we break a couple boundaries that make us kind of um, something that can last forever. And I think that as stubborn as we are, we would uh, we would last forever whether you guys liked it or not. <laughs> cool. Sorry. Phone is popping off. Um, all right, next question. Are we ever going to see you compete in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or MMA? Um, Jiu-Jitsu, yes. I do want to um, compete in Jiu-Jitsu. It's just something I haven't gotten around to doing yet. But And then as far as MMA, when I got married, I told my wife that um, I wouldn't. You know, there's a lot of head trauma involved in MMA. And, you know, she just said it once in a conversation. I don't even think it was like a big sit-down. It was just like, you know, that would make me scared because of this X, Y, and Z. Um, and so for that reason, I kind of just honor that wish. And uh, yeah, it's not something that I think uh, that I'll be doing. Next question. What's the name of the dog? So I think the dog would be what I posted on my story when I asked for questions on Tuesday. And his name is Sniper. He's a little black miniature pincher. Um, he's 10, 11 years old. You know, he's starting to get to the point where you can, he's got a little grays. So we're calling him, you know, make, call him old man names. You know what I mean? And he's, we got stairs in our new place. It's a loft in Dallas and every time I'm run, I see him run up those stairs I'm like oh your hips are going to give out any minute because I do think the breed is prone to uh hip issues so you know if, if it's I have to do more digging and if I ever see him in any kind of pain maybe even preventatively I should put a gate up or something you know I don't I definitely don't want any situation where um he's I'm doing damage you know what I mean because he loves to run upstairs to the top which is um uh, and visit you see his mom and he loves to uh run back down, see what I'm doing. And so, you know, for him, he seems like the fountain of youth, but I do think that there's going to get to a time where I'm like, I gotta, I gotta start watching him on them stairs. But yeah, he's a miniature pincher. His name's Sniper. Next question. Thoughts on a nine string guitar. Would you ever use one for a song? Um, so I don't think so. I'll tell you on the new Born of Osiris record, there's some eight string songs. You've heard, uh, Silence the Echo. I think that's the only one out so far with eight string 
Anyways, if I'm missing one, sorry, but there's b- more coming for sure on Angel or Alien, uh, potentially two. You know, I'm really drawing a blank on how many there are, but I can tell you this. It's in drop E, and the issue that I found was with the bass guitar. So um, you get down so low to the point where now you're kind of getting into the bass guitar territory. And for me, I look at these instruments, and they all fill in like a spectrum, a, a frequency zone. Like uh, They all sit in their own, little, their, their own little space in the mix. And what I ended up doing with the Born of Osiris record is, and there's a couple of reasons for it I'll get into, is I ended up dropping the 8-string the to drop E, and then I ended up using a 4-string standard tune bass in E standard. And that's how I balanced it, because I found that when the 8-string got down there, and then I dropped the, the bass down, it was just getting muddy. And, and here's the other thing. I don't like drop-tuning things anymore, because I don't like losing tension on the strings. Um, and so I'll do drop C, I'll do drop G on a 7, but I mainly like talking about bass. So now I use a 5-string bass. And so on the whole Angel or Alien record, I, I said last week I played all the bass, um, I use the standard tuned five-string bass. Um, and that means the bass is punchy. Every note you play, um, it just means that, uh, you know, when, when you take tension, you just lose power. And like, and if you've ever like strummed a standard, I'm sure you all have if you play any kind of guitar, strummed a standard tuned six-string guitar, there's just so much tension on those strings and they haven't, you haven't dropped them down yet that it's just powerful and the vibration, you can feel it better. Um, and so I'm just... I'm not like trying to take any tension away. And so the reason, and I'm not saying you would force me to on a nine string, but what I guess I mean is I'm already noticing when I go down to E on a on an eight string, drop that down a little bit. And then I'm interfering in the bass frequencies. So then I had to take the bass and go above, you know, and so it's like weird. So no, to be honest, I just think you lower isn't heavier. And I think people think that but like one of the first bands I ever toured with, by the way, they were called Winds of Plague. First tour out of high school. And I asked him one day, I'm like, damn, you guys, some of these parts are so fucking heavy. Like, what are you doing? He's like, we're standard tune. They're not even drop D. I mean, I don't know what they do now. I don't know how things have changed, but I'm talking 2007, 2008. Standard tune. And I'm, so the lesson right there hit me on my first tour. It's lower is not heavier. Now. Does an eight string sound really cool when it's like bump, 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 bump? Yeah, it is fucking cool. But then when you throw it in a mix with a bunch of things, yeah, you can get it to sound good. But you even have to adjust your tones on an eight string to like, you know, sac- like because they're tonally so different. Like I, have to, I take low end out of my eight string um, because you don't want it to be a flubby low uh, low string. So there's just different things you can do. There's different ways to approach it, different ways to skin the cat, if you will. But for a nine string, that just seems pointless to me now i know i got a buddy who uses them maybe more than one and i'm sure they're doing cool things with them but to me it's just not necessary how did your move to texas affect your lifestyle and your music so the move to texas i don't know well my, i moved here for my wife because basically she grew up here and i didn't want to bring her to chicago to live with me and then leave her half the year and nine months out of the year sometimes go on tour so i came here um, and basically when I'm on tour, she has her family here and she has the people that she grew up with and her lifelong friends here. And I thought that that was just the appropriate thing to do. Um, so, but what I realized is like, you know, she still works. She has her own dreams, her own career. And, uh, so she does nine to five. Like, even if we were fucking billionaires, like, you know, I'm not saying she'd work as hard, but, but like, she's still as passionate about things and wants to make her own path and, and do her own shit. So 
she would still work. And the reason I bring that up is because her working lifestyle when I'm off tour is my time. It just makes me focus. So I'm in the studio nine to five. Um, and part of the reason is because she's gone nine to five. So I just go, hey, I'm going nine to five to the studio. That's what I'm doing. I'm working. Yeah, I could sit on the couch and watch shit. But I've talked to you about this many times. The TV shit's poison. But um, the yeah, so that helped me because if in Chicago, I was partying with my guys and partying with my buddies. And uh, it was one of those things where um, it's distracting, you know, not to mention I can't party like I used to anymore. Right. I told you that. huh? Um, so it gave me structure. And that's one of the huge things. Um, but it also it turns out that I fucking love Texas. Like I love Texas. It's just so many ways. I'm not going to get into it because, you know, everyone's got all their fucking opinions on everything. But I just like that they're about make your own choices here. Good food, good weather. Uh, do your thing. Um, and if people offend you here, it's kind of like they don't really care. It's this carefree lifestyle where you just do your fucking thing. And I dig it. And I understand why people don't. I don't want to talk about all that shit, but I just dig the fucking do you here. And uh, so and on top of a million other things. So I came here for my wife and for and got structure and got a place that I love, a place that I uh, I feel uh, aligns with what, what I like to do, what I like to think. Um, and yeah, so that's that. I know this sounds weird, but can we get an acoustic version of Infinite Mind? Um, so have you ever, I don't know if you guys have heard of this app. It's called Calm. It's like an anti-anxiety app, um, uh, a meditation app, something like that. Um, and basically what I did was I was going to make a remix. It's called a sleep remix. They have people do it. My wife plays like the Harry Styles one and the Shawn Mendes one. And they like stripped down their song to like sleepy style music. I actually really like it. It's cool. Um, and so it gave me the idea to maybe do that with Infinite Mind. So I jumped into the session. I started to create it. I got word from my label that it's a possibility we could get on this app with a sleep remix. Um, but what I noticed is like, man, even if you strip down a lot of the things, there's still like high energy to them for, you know, like even if you take like the tapping riff in a clock without a craftsman, like it's still high energy. Even if you take away like the double bass and like the pounding bass guitar and like all that shit, like it's still a high energy part. And then I got to track two, I think, which was um, Amanuensis. Like all the guitar parts in that song are not calm. Even if you take away the drums, like I said, and the double kick and like all those. like, So I, th- I say that Infinite Mind is a calm record overall. Like it's got its sleepy-ish moments. Like it's not a heavy metal, like pound you in the face record. And I like that. But I was actually surprised when I started to try to turn it into... Um, when I tried to turn it into even more calm, like it, like put it this way, it's something that I find has very calm moments, but when I tried to make it a commit to that, like it was really hard. So I know that's not exactly what you asked. You asked about acoustic and yeah, that does uh, interest me. I don't know if you guys ever, if you like seven dust, but they did some really awesome acoustic remixes for like MTV unplugged back in the day or something like that. And they were just rhythmic and just, uh, it was really, really cool. So I can see that working a little bit easier than what I tried to do, which was basically like sleepy time remixes for, for Infinite Mind. Um, but yeah, it, it interests me. I do think about it. I have thought about it many times. So will you ever see it? Um, yeah, I, I think it's very possible. <clears throat> Let's see here. What side hustles do you think help a musician improve his career as an artist? 
So from what I see, I see a lot of guys doing guitar lessons, bass lessons, vocal lessons, whatever it is. They have these things called featured X where you can go and find an artist. I'm on there and you can get them to um, like feature on your band's album or your song or whatever for X price. Um, so I do that on that website, but you can also just hit me up directly um, and I, I do guitar solos on your song, whatever. Obviously, like I have to enjoy the music in the first place because I'm not cash grabbing necessarily. Um, you know, I have to like the song. Like I, if I, if I dislike the song and don't want to be a part of it, I'm not going to take your money. Um, so I do studio work, which is actually my favorite thing to do on the side, which is, you know, now I'm mixing, you know, mixed a Born of Osiris song the other day and mixed my second solo album that you'll hear, you know, in the fall. Um, and so my level is just getting higher and higher and higher. And I worked with some amazing people who have taught me so many cool things along the way with Born of Osiris that, um, I really feel like I'm excelling and to the point where I'm not just like working on some local shit. I'm like, I'm doing big, big releases. I did, uh, you know, Disarm with the Relentless um, Smashing Pumpkins cover, which is acoustic guitar and vocals. I had to, I mixed and mastered that and played all the instruments. So I'm just getting better and better and better. And, um, and so that's become like a career in itself. Um, so that, um, let's see what else. Yeah, you know, anything. I think uh, there's just a lot of a lot of things you can do as a musician. You just got to be creative. And what I also think is a lot of people are like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll Uber Eats on the side. And listen, that's something you can do right there. So there's another one for you. But my point is like if you just get, think a little harder, just a little harder, you can stay doing what you love to do, which isn't Uber Eats. You can stay doing what you love to do within music um, all the while um, sticking to you know, um, your passion, you know, like that's what we want to do. We want to stay with our passion. And if, and if our band alone can't afford to keep a, keep us going, then we definitely need to be able to, um, improvise. But I think if, if you just think hard enough, you can do it musically. This is something about Skylasher right here. Um, and, uh, I don't know what the question is saying, so I apologize. What product software would you recommend for beginner music production as a hobby? So I use Cubase and I think you can get like cheaper free versions. Obviously I have like the full decked out one, which isn't cheap, but like what I, what I tell people is like, and I'm sure there's free programs everywhere. They're going to limit you some way or another. But what I think is good is that, um, a lot of the great programs like Cubase and Pro Tools, they're all, they'll offer like light versions or, you know, cheaper versions. I think light is actually an Ableton one. Um, so that's an option. But uh, yeah, like, and, I, and you said uh, as a beginner, so I think as a hobby, you don't want to dump a ton of money in it. And then you have these, the Neural DSP products are great for guitar tones. And then Superior Drummer, Get Good Drums are great for drums. And with, with little investments, you can really get yourself off the ground and get high quality recordings, you know. Um, so I would just say, for me, I'd recommend the light version of Cubase, whatever that is, artist maybe or something. Um, and then... Get some Neural DSP, get some Superior Drummer. Um, ToonTrack, who does Superior Drummer 3, they also do a bass program, Easy Bass. Um, so yeah, that is all available to you, and I would recommend all those. You're a really big inspiration to me, but I'm broke. Tips on getting a decent guitar for cheap. Love you. Um, so I mean, I'm going to recommend Kiesel just because like the way that they do their guitars, you can get a very cheap, uh, not very cheap, but you can get a cheap guitar all the way on up to, you can spend as much money as you want. So I would just call them. Honestly, their, their website is fine. You can, there's a guitar builder on it, but they even say themselves like they're building a new website and the best way to get a hold, uh, to talk to them is to call them. 
858 guitars. Easy to remember. 858 guitars. Give them a call and tell me tell me what you got. Listen, you can even get like my guitar or any guitar um, though on a on like a credit card or a payment plan. Like there's all these cool ways that you can get stuff. Um, and and if, if it turns into something where you're doing payments and maybe you build your credit that way and get a new guitar. So, you know, I think what they might might be, I don't know what their cheapest guitar is and I'm, it might be over a grand. But call them, talk to them. They want to help you. Um, and I think uh, if you just get an entry-level Kiesel, um, don't deck it out. I think you can get something great for, for a good price. Question, how ready are you to get back on the road? I am so fucking ready. And in, in my mind... I don't even think it's controversial to say this anymore. There's no excuse anymore because if NFL just announced all their games and all their stadiums are full capacity, then don't talk to me about not playing shows anymore. I get it. Everyone has their fucking opinion. But listen, if the NFL can do it, I'm done hearing it. There's no excuse you're going to tell me because it's got to be fair. Like NFL, they're going to be fine. They've been fine. But musicians live paycheck to paycheck sometimes. And for, for us to be, I feel like musicians are so, you know, they, we care about our fans. A lot of them are very super liberal, and that's great. Um, and I think that like there's just a lot of care, but like there comes like because of that, we're getting fucked. And I think the problem is all the rich people have been doing shit the whole time. Like we had a Super Bowl with like sixteen thousand people. How long ago was that? Like January or February or something? Ridiculous. And now we're getting into June. And I'm like finally able to talk about touring. Well, where I'll have like a thousand people in a room. Like don't give me this shit anymore. I'm not dealing with it. <clears throat> last podcast you said you were into shooting uh what kind of shooting do you do so i do something called idpa which is uh basically target shooting you'll shoot something uh, a lot of them the cardboard cutouts kind of like a torso and you have to put two rounds in it or whatever and you know there's circles that are hard to see until you look really close because they're kind of perforated but you could go down one, so that means you you lost a you lost a point here because you know you uh you missed the circle. So you want to go down zero, ideally. And then some shots, uh, it'll be like a little uh, metal circle, and you hit it, and it knocks something, and it pulls a chain, and then another thing comes up. So it's almost like a live shooting scenario. Um, and I do the the stock service SSP division, stock service pistol. I shoot a Glock thirty four. Um, you can do some things because, again, it's stock service pistols. So I shoot a Glock 34. Um, and the reason I chose a 34 is because of the barrel length, uh, five inches. So sight to sight radius, you get a lot. Like the shorter your front sight is to your back sight, the more movement to left or right throws off your aim. So for that, since it's stock service pistol, you can't throw a red dot on it. You want to have that long sight radius. So the things you can do in there is change the iron sights. So I got some Dawson Precision a carbon fiber carbon fiber red dot on the front. It's not a dot though. It's a it's a actual iron in the front, and then a black dot rear. And then you can't change the trigger again because it's stock service pistol division, but you can change like the the weight behind it. So I changed the spring in my trigger. Took it from a five pound trigger pull to a three pound trigger pull. So that's what I run: Glock 34, lighter trigger, uh, uh, custom iron sights, um, IDPA. Super fun. I recommend it. Um, excuse me. Also, I'm getting into three gun, which means you use that an AR-15 and a shotgun. It's up to you on some courses what you want to shoot. Like, hey, you can shoot this here, or you can shoot this here. And so maybe if you're better with your, better with your pistol up close, you run with your pistol because that's your strong point is pistol shooting. If you're better with your AR, run through it with the AR. You know what I mean? So that's even more fun. It hasn't been running, so the IDPA has been going through Texas this year. Um, you can go 
twice so we could probably go every weekend if you try hard enough um but uh three gun i haven't really seen it pop up i need to check again i haven't looked in a couple months i kind of gave up on looking this year but yeah this year i've been doing idpa it's super easy and i recommend it if you're if you like shooting um let's see will you someday make a kemper profiler pack wow that's literally what i've been doing in the studio today i have a great friend who loaned me his uh, his Kemper. It's right there, and I've been working on uh, profiles. So it is just a whole different beast, though. So, you know, I have the Line 6 Helix pack out. I have the Axe FX, uh 2 and 3 pack out. But I get the, he ships me the Kemper, and I'm like, cool, easy. So the plan is right now I'm going to make tones, uh, lead, rhythm, clean, um, and also I'm going to um, uh, profile some of the Born of Osiris albums so you can get the rhythms from... Uh, hopefully all the albums, you know what I mean? That's kind of where my head's at right now. I don't know if it'll happen. But damn, this thing gets here, and I'm looking at it, and there's just so many friggin' buttons, and, like, I've never used one before, and I've never seen it uh, uh, in studio, you know? So it's the first time getting one in front of me, so it's super overwhelming. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now is I'm making the Osiris Studios uh, tone pack. But uh, it might take longer than I thought. I have to get this back to the guy who loaned it to me because it is not mine. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I got to do tonight. I got to study the, the Kemper check look into it more and just uh overall just learn the thing so that's that's what i'm doing tonight <laughs> would you rather have hot dog fingers or hot dog toes okay so this is a tough question and here's why like for me i want to know are we talking hot dog length fingers or toes because at that point if they still operate um then that's a different thing but if it's literally just placing hot dogs on the end of your hands or feet i'm gonna go keep my hands so i can play guitar so i have hot dog toes now if it's hot dog length fingers now i might i might switch it up and go hands if they work because that means i could use that as an advantage to my guitar playing so hey if you're uh if you're here with me why don't you put in the comments what you would do hot dog fingers or hot dog toes anyone listening hit me up in the comments because i'm very curious next question butts absolutely Wow, three funny questions in a row. How many grilled cheeses do you think you could eat in one sitting? I'm going to say three. Am I letting you down there? Sorry if I am. What skills or practice routines can I do to attain a skill like yours or better? I'm wanting to shred till I'm dead. Um, I think it's important to use a metronome. I think it's important to also write songs because you just learn different parts about who you are as a player if you're writing songs. Now, even if you don't want to be a songwriter, there's a lot to gain from learning how to write songs. Um, I would say, I would say if you can, take your guitar other places with you. Travel with it. If you're going out of town for a weekend, um, bring it with you. Play it in different places. Go outside and play it. That's a really fun thing for me to do. Um, I don't get to do it as much in my current place, but maybe in, in uh, my next spot I can. Go to a park with it if you can. Like, listen, and that's another benefit to these headless guitars that I have. Like, I can like stick mine in the couch cushion right next to me, and it's not even. It feels like it's not even there. And all that I lost was a headstock. So, and and so it's a total advantage to me for many other reasons. I I won't go down right now, but the, the the also the point is the cases are smaller. Like sometimes I'm walking through an airport and people are like, "Is that a violin?" And uh, which is interesting to me because that's the that's kind of how it looks. You know, I guess if you had a violin next to it, you'd obviously know which one was the violin. But when I'm carrying it, uh, people don't know that it's a guitar. So the point of that is, is like you can put it above you. You don't have to pay to check your guitar if you're traveling now with a, head, uh, a guitar with no headstock. 
Um, and it's also not as intrusive to throw it on your back. If you're going to go for a walk to a, like a, a nature reserve, bring your guitar. Um, random thought, but try it out. What tuning are you using on the new record primarily? So six string, drop C. Seven string, drop G. Eight string, drop E. And since I said I played bass on everything, the whole, whole album is on a five string standard tuned bass. How is your how's your dick bigger than my ego? I don't know how to answer that. Favorite song to play live from the Eternal Rain. Hope you guys come back to Indianapolis when you tour again. Yes, I hope to as well. So the Eternal Rain, I'm gonna have to go with Glorious Day. That's because the New Rain and the Eternal Rain have all the same songs. We just re-recorded them and reimagined them. And by the way, you might have seen remixed and remastered from other bands. And I'm not shitting on anything that's been done like that. But we were like, why don't we show how much we've grown since this, since then, 10 years later? So we actually you know, paid money to go re-record every fucking thing again. So we didn't just, just throw a couple bucks to someone to remix it, remaster it, and then just sell it to you as a product. And I'm, again, I'm not talking shit about anyone who's done it. But what I think we did is the coolest shit because we went out of our pocket, re-recorded it. And now when we sell it to you again, um, you're getting something brand new. You see growth in the band. But the reason I bring it up is because we added a song to it, and it was Glorious Day, which was supposed to be on the New Rain. Well, at least, I mean, I don't know if it was supposed to be, but it was, it was a song that we had then in high school when we recorded the New Rain. Um, but I just remember on the 10-year tour, we dropped Eternal Rain, played the whole thing beginning to end, and we played Glorious Day. And it was super fun because it's a weird song, tricky. And um, it was just uh, rewarding because, you know, you, we played all the other songs for 10 years. And I'm not complaining, and I hope I play them for many, many more years. Um, but yeah, it was just, it felt new. So that was fun. Considered releasing future material independently without a label. Mm, no, you know, we're, we're such, we're treated so well at Sumerian. Um, they've done personal favors for us. Um, they don't treat us like a label. They're just, uh, they go above and beyond. And like, there's been times in our career where we were like, fuck, I wish they would chill out and like, let us do us. You know what I mean? But then there's other times where it's like, fuck, we need help with this thing. And they'll, they're like, oh, we got you. And it's like not their job. So, and I get it. And I hear people all the time saying independent, independent. Um, and I hope they're doing great. Um, but yeah, you know, Samaritan's like a family to us. So, you know, at the, at the moment, it, it's not crossed our, crossed our mind. First guitar solo ever learned. It would have to be Cliffs of Dover by Eric Johnson. And I've said that a few times on here. So sorry if you've heard it a million times. But yeah, that's what it is. What gets you in the zone before getting on stage? That would be just the guys. Like, we really just kind of, you sit around on the tour bus all day, and it's fine. But, like, when it gets to, like, a couple hours before showtime, we all kind of stand up. <laughs> We're kind of moving around, like, bumping into each other. Not, like, in an aggressive football player weird way. But, like, it just, like, there's just this energy that just fills the room. We kind of stand up. Everyone's kind of starting to pace around, whether it's nerves. Someone pours a shot. There's a little shot of whiskey right there, like... Uh, we start putting music on, and we start laughing and smiling, and that's just what gets me to the stage. How did you learn mixing and mastering? Um, this is just through making a million Born albums. You know, like with Nick Sampson, he taught me so much. With Jeff Dunn, he taught me so much. And uh, the, and I'm in Cubase, like both those gentlemen. And, and so it's cool because like, when you go to record an album with someone, like I'm always that guy kind of over their shoulder, kind of looking at how they do things. And I'll be like, how'd you do that? Like, that's way quicker than the way I know how to do it. Or what are you doing over here? 
And is it annoying? Possibly. But I'll tell you what, I've learned so much. And I can also say this. Both guys, if I was annoying them, did not tell me. They just willingly gave me tips and tricks and pointers over and over and over um, for, for, you know, for years, really, and continue to. And even now, like if I have a question, I think I texted Jeff Dunn the other day, like, hey, this is happening here. What, what do you think? And he's like, oh, it happened to me one time before. Try this. Uh, Cubase God is what I think that dude is. Um, and Nick Sampson as well. But it's just a product of when you're in the studio with someone that knows more than you, just be a sponge. And I'd recommend that with anyone. And even if you're not getting to work with dudes like that and you're working with your local guy in your small town, that's fine too. Just if you know something that you don't, I'd recommend paying attention. What's it like playing with no bassist live? I've never done that before, so I couldn't tell you. And the last question for today is, do you like reggae music? Yeah, you know, I don't put it on a ton, but I went to Cancun a couple times and sure love it then. I don't know, you know, that's cliche, I'm sure. I'll tell you this, a lot of people will be like, I like, I like a lot of music, but not country. Or I like a lot of music, but not this. Um, and for me, it's like, I believe all music has a place, you know, a, a place at the right time. And so I found myself when I used to say I was sick of country because like my mom and dad would play it sometimes when I was younger. Um, but then like I went on a road trip, you know, and all of a sudden put on, someone put on some 90s country. And I was like, OK, I get like, you know what I mean? I think we need to just fucking chill out and, and uh, just say, listen, maybe there'll be a time where I enjoy this. Also, it changes throughout your life, like certain things I didn't like when I was younger, like I like now. So at this point, I don't really say I dislike any music. There's a ton of shit that I don't put on often at all. Reggae is probably one of them, but I have no dislike for it, you know, and at the right time, I actually enjoy it. So cool. Thank you guys for being here on this episode of the podcast 13. Um, yep. So we'll see you next Friday uh, again on Tuesdays on my Instagram at Leo Cyrus. I drop on my story a picture of some bullshit. This last week, it was a dog, my dog sniper. And um, it's just a question thing. So hit your questions. And I will answer them on Fridays. Um, thankfully, you know, I'm getting more and more. More guys watching the podcast slowly. It's a very small community watching this podcast, but I'm very thankful for it. Um, so so the questions are getting... So I didn't answer all the questions today. I do, I do have to run. Um, and so the ones I didn't answer today, hopefully I'll get to next week. But if you don't get your question answered the week of, look out for it the next week. Just keep coming back. I'm not trying to not answer any questions unless I don't understand them or unless I don't... Something about you know, drama that I don't want to talk about or like, you know, it's asking me something negative to speak about something, you know, I don't like to do any of that kind of shit as you've probably seen by now. But for the most part, I'll answer every question. Even the one today about butts. Yes. Um, yeah. Ask me a question Tuesday on my Instagram. I'll hit you up on Friday with the answer. And uh, yeah, thanks for being a part of this shit. I appreciate you guys. I'll see you next week.